0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break. Now, from the WATH Studios,
1: here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, hello. Welcome into the WATH Studios. It's the Sports Fan, presented by... JNK Contracting. I'm Carl Blaylock. Alongside me, we got Ethan Sargent here for the day, our resident Yankees fan. That'll come important later on in the show. Let's talk about what we're going on in the show about today. The Reds fell to the Marlins today. The bullpen sucks. I'll yell about that for a while. Luis Castillo has trade rumors, and he might be going to the Yankees along with Andrew Benintendi. Ethan will uh, talk about all the uh, trade rumors uh, surrounding Castillo and talk about his Yankees, uh, Benintendi deal, which looks like a little bit of a steal. And finally, NFL training camps just getting underway. We'll talk a little bit about how these training camps have started. As always, we'll have our surefire hot picks of the day and as well as the trivia question. And here is the trivia question for today along the lines of Luis Castillo. Castillo was acquired in a trade with the Marlins in 2017 when the Reds sent Dan Straley to Miami. Straley entered the league in the 2009 MLB draft when the Oakland A's drafted him in the 24th round out of what university? If you think you know the answer to that, call the number 740-592-6646 and we'll see if you are the uh, you are the trivia king of Athens. Now, Ethan, how
2: how how was your day? Uh, we played Madden earlier, and oh my goodness, <laughs> was that was cheese! Uh, just a classic, a Madden was, classic. Um, that game needs a lot of fixing. But no, I'm doing I'm doing great, Carl. I had a nice day, and I'm ready to talk some sports.
1: Yeah, I wish I shared your enthusiasm. Unfortunately, I got obviously I work over on the fm side of the station is a dj from 10 till 3 and so i get back i look oh hey the reds are up i sit there i listen to the game and i see the reds tie the game or the reds have the game tied by the marlins in the fifth or in the ninth at five and i'm like oh oh no i flip it on i get to see hunter strickland implode and the reds lose because let, let, let's, let's talk about what happened in this game. The Reds jumped out to an early 1-0 lead on a Tommy Pham RBI double. Uh, but you want to know what's killed the Reds in this series, Ethan?
2: What has killed the Reds, Carl? What has it been?
1: Batters named Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Aguilar. Jesus Aguilar. Jesus Sanchez. Oh, my goodness. Aguilar hit a two-run homer in the third. And then, uh, oh, who is that? Rojas uh, got one as well. Uh, so, I mean, it, it it just continues for the Reds. I mean, they were down 3-1. But then in the fourth, Naquin and uh, Kolovarski. Kolovar, oh, my goodness. I You know, this is why I will never do hockey. I, lo- I love hockey. <laughs> I can't see the puck. And I can't pronounce Polish names. Uh, Kolo Sarvi uh, hit an RBI double. And then Donovan Solano hit an RBI single. And Naquin added a solo homer. So it's 5-3 to three by the bottom of the sixth. Uh, Jesus Aguilar hit an RBI double, made it a one-run game going into the ninth, where the Reds brought in Hunter Strickland. And I have been very, I, I've talked a lot on this show. I'm not a big fan of Hunter Strickland. I'm really not. I don't think he's that good. Um, He he used to be good. He used to be great. He used to be a great, great pitcher all the way back in the day. But at this point in his career, he's not that good. It's a lot like Sean Doolittle. If you remember Sean Doolittle from last year for the Reds, he only had one pitch. So it was really rough for him to do anything because he has one pitch. You know, what are you going to do? You know, oh, is it, it's, is it a curveball or is it a curveball? Oh, it's a fastball. Okay. You know, his fastballs were meatballs, too, because, I mean, he was old. I mean, it's not anything on Doolittle. He was a great pitcher in Oakland. He just ran out of gas by the time he got to Cincinnati, and I, I feel like it's the same with Strickland, although he hasn't looked too bad over the last few outings. That wasn't today. Uh, he gave up a solo home run to Jesus Sanchez the tie of the game that was a leadoff uh home run then he walked the next batter he hit the next batter and this is a point because after he walked the batter uh they had the pitching coach come out for the reds the reds had their pitching coach come out they looked at him they started warming up buck farmer he's he's coming cold off the bench he's just walking out there walking back into the bullpen they showed him on TV doing his first few warm-up stra- uh, tosses. He back to Strickland on the mound. Strickland throws two pitches, hits the batter, and he's out of there. Buck Farmer at most maybe threw, I don't know, four or five pitches. I I never played, base- I never played baseball. Uh, I couldn't see the ball, so they didn't really put me anywhere. I could, you know, get hit by the ball, so I obviously never pitched, and I couldn't really hit either, so I kind of quit by the middle of elementary school. I'm not sure how much baseball you played, Ethan, but... T-ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, hey, I got more experience than you, I guess, on that. But, I mean, obviously, watch baseball enough. I'm pretty sure you need more than, like, four or five warm-up pitches to really get your
2: arm going, don't you? Yeah, it it, it doesn't make sense to me that you would go for you know, I I'm also on the Hunter Strickland um anti train, I guess. But when you've got a guy like Diaz, right, why is Diaz coming in so early? I mean you get you get a solid outing from Graham Ashcraft, nothing nothing, you know, stellar, but I mean three earned runs, eight hits, you know, six solid innings. And then you get, I believe, an inning and a third of hitless work from from Diaz uh, with with a couple of strikeouts thrown in there as well and then it, and then it falls apart this is something that and I know a lot of Reds fans
1: they're just whatever with um they're just whatever with the manager they're just whatever with Brian Price but is it Brian Price no i'm going way back that's not that's not i am having it's a Reds blank. manager right now yeah, yeah, it's Reds, uh, it's manager. David Bell David Bell, that's it. Brian Price was a whole other animal. Oh, my (laughs) God. Brian Price. Brian Price, somehow, he managed to run our bullpen into the ground before the end of April. It was one of the most incredible things I'd ever seen in my life. I'd never before in my life seen a manager run a bullpen into the ground that quickly. Uh, But, yeah, Bell, he doesn't get enough. I've always wondered. I remember I went to a game about this time last year, Minnesota Twins versus Cincinnati Reds. Reds have, you know, a two-run lead for most of the game. And, you know, you're sitting there in the fifth inning. Molly was pitching. And I had seats right next to the Reds' bullpen. So I'm looking down there, and the first person I see warming up is Luis Sessa. Why are we warming up Sessa right now? We shouldn't be warming him up. Yeah, he should be switched. later on. Exactly. He was good. I mean, that was that was a really good trade we got for him.
2: It was. It was a salary dump to get um, to pick up Joey Gallo.
1: <laughs> I know how much
2: you love Joey Gallo. Oh boy. <laughs> oh Nelly. I mean, thankfully, I I do think by this time next week he will no longer be a Yankee. Um, you know, he may be a red. There's there's a possibility. Why Why would he be a red? I mean. I've seen I've seen rumblings on, you know, social media that the Reds would be willing to pick him up. I just don't I, I think the thing with Gallo is he you know, he just didn't really he never really adjusted to the, the spotlight, the New York lights, the you know he's not a bad player per se. He's just you know, he's he's been you know, he hasn't had a good year. You know, he's he's quite he's a solid bat. I, I do think that there are teams that could use a solid lefty bat and if he could I, I just think he kinda needs the change of scenery. It never really worked out for him in New York, and um, you know what? That's that. That's how it. Happens. The Yankees probably went. They went one for two on their deadline deals last year. Rizzo, you'd you'd say was 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 a success, and Gallo has not been a success. You know, you hit and you miss. And now um, we'll, we'll talk more about Yankees and Reds potential trades later. But it, it all comes back to that idea of you know how do you make these decisions?
1: Yeah. And back to the point I was trying, back to the point with Sessa. He brings in Sessa. he brings in Wilson. Uh, there was one other good I think it was no, it wasn't Antone, because I think this was after Antone got hurt. Uh, but we had one other good bullpen arm that he brought in. And this is for the sixth, seventh and eighth. And I'm sitting there. Uh, it's the bottom of the eighth inning. I'm sitting there, and as soon as we brought in, as soon as we brought in Cessa. As soon as we started warming up, Sessa in the fifth inning, I'm looking down there and going, why are we doing that? Why are we warming him up? Shouldn't it be a little bit later? Every single guy who they were doing, it seemed like it should have been, you know, it should be a little bit later that we should be uh, warming this guy up. And then lo and behold, you want to know who trots out for the top of the ninth inning? The guy we were just talking about who literally had one pitch. Sean Doolittle, oh boy, <laughs> and his one pitch got sent over the outfield wall for a three-run homer. And it's one of the, I believe, only one or two times I've ever seen the Reds lose a game when I've gone to great American ballpark. It's, it's something incredible. For as, as unlucky as I am in my sports fandom, every single time I go to a Reds game, almost every single time they've won. There's very few times where they have not.
2: Maybe you should go to more games.
1: Uh, you see, that would, that, that would mean I'd have to support Bob Castellini. <laughs> so, uh, but to me, Bell always gets this. Bell always has these problems to where he doesn't know how to manage his bullpen. He, understand, he, like, he understands, like, hey, you need to have important people in important situations, but we don't have enough people. in the Like, if we had a bullpen like the Yankees, you know, where you have As much as Aroldis Chapman is kind of on the back end of his career, he's still a solid pitcher. You got Michael King.
2: He's done for the year. Huh? Michael King's done for the year. Ooh, Ooh.
1: well, that's not good. But you still have all these different... There's
2: there's quality. Yes. There's quality.
1: You still have all these different pitchers that you can put wherever. It's not like you can run out of... You don't run out of pitchers. The Reds have maybe... Maybe maybe two or three good, half-decent relief pitchers. And then a bunch of just people who fill in there. I mean, it, 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 I will say the Reds bullpen has looked better over the last few years or over the last few weeks. But nonetheless, I mean, yeah. Alexis Diaz should be the closer. And why Hunter Strickland is coming into closing.
2: I I don't get that
1: either.
2: I don't know. I I don't understand why Alexis Diaz isn't the closer. I mean, the guy is filthy. Like he, he I mean, I get he's young and he's still learning, right? But he's proven himself to just be way better than Hunter Strickland. Like it's not even close. And, I mean, look, he, it's a good family. Edwin Diaz is having a career year in New York. He's earned his win back. And yeah, he is, he's no longer Ed Luz Diaz, unfortunately. I, I did love calling him that last year and the year before that. But hasn't had a moment this year where he's really been able to call. He's been probably the, you could probably argue, been the best reliever in baseball. But his brother Alexis, you know, hasn't been too shabby himself, you know. He, he's, been, he's been real good one of the bright spots in the reds uh you know struggles this year and i think he could be a big piece for the future as long as the reds hang on to him
1: that's a big if
2: <laughs> but uh, but back to the thing they 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 should totally keep him he should be pitching the ninth inning in a game like that and like when i if i pull up the the pitching line here real quick which i i do have right in front of me it like you get you get, a six, you get six and two-thirds out of Ashcraft, right? And then you bring in Diaz for an inning and a third. So that's, that's eight innings, right? He got the last out in the seventh, and then he finishes the eighth. And then Strickland comes in and blows it. He did not get an out.
1: He yeah. faced three batters, all three reached, all three scored. And then they bring in Buck Farmer, who's not ready. And Joey Wendell hits a two RBI double, or no, just a no, just a single RBI double. And Jesus Aguilar again shows up. He had he had four RBIs on the day. Like I said, uh Jesus does not like the Reds. <laughs> I've joked about that for a year. I've joked about that pretty much all year. <laughs> but quite literally, Jesus, Aguilar, and Jesus Sanchez do not like the Reds. They, they've had about 10 or 15 RBIs in this four-game set the Reds had. And, uh, yeah, he hit the sack fly, which ended up being the difference in the game as uh, Tommy Pham did. The Reds did try to rally. Pham hit an RBI single. Uh, they had the tying run in scoring position, and Joey Votto struck out. So Tanner Scott got the save. Hunter Strickland got the loss. Surprisingly, it's only his third of the season. I'm a little bit surprised that he's only had three losses. And Zach Pop, that's a name. Zach Pop, man, I'd love to have that name. Uh, he got the win. He's two and zero on the year. Marlins relief pitcher.
2: The other, the other story from that game was, uh, was Daniel Castano getting hit with a the line drive back in the that first was, inning. A scary moment. That
1: was about the second. That was the the second? second
2: or, yeah, the second batter. Well, yeah, no, second batter. It, it it pops up off his head, and it, it was a catch. It was an out. But yeah. I mean, a scary moment. He, I think, he did walk off under his own power, which is good. Well,
1: I what I think might have saved him because it hit him in the side of the head. You know where side of the head it hit
2: him at? Where? The pitch comp. Oh wow. The I, pitch. The pitch might well, have that, saved I mean, him there. I mean, still he, the, the fact that you know. Uh, they, you know, it's, it's scary as a pitcher, you know, being out there and the comebacker is always a thing, you know. It's, I mean, and these balls are coming back at you at 100-plus miles an hour. I think it was 104 miles an hour. This one came back at Castano. And, I mean, it, it's, it's scary moments. I mean, we've seen it happen before, and, you know, we'll see it happen again. There's, not, there's really not much you can do. It's, it's just a part of the game that is unfortunately, you know, there.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't remember – do you remember those – because I haven't seen them in a long time, and I wonder after this comeback or if you might see a few of them come back. But remember those padded helmet or those padded hats the pitchers used to wear? Oh,
2: yeah, very faintly.
1: There was a – I don't remember the Mets – I don't remember the Mets player, but I remember watching a game probably about five, six years ago with uh, the Mets player. He took a comebacker, and he, he came back, but he always wear the, wore this padded helmet. It, it looked like – you know, like those um, – you know like those ankle weights you have mm-hmm. it looked like ankle weights around the hat, basically uh and it kept them protected, but it was a little bit strange i also i I gotta ask because obviously Yankees lost the two game series to the Mets. we watched that together that was awesome i i i Carl, I enjoy watching Carl
2: that loves game. watching me suffer he he really does
1: Oh, don't act Don't act like it's not the other way around.
2: I mean, Just, yes, yeah. yes, the feeling is mutual. I also uh, enjoy watching Carl suffer when it comes to sports. It's very funny. But at the same time, I mean, last night, you know, I guess we can kind of change gears a little bit to the Yankees. Uh, basically, we get shut down by Scherzer. Um, I can't remember the Mets reliever that came in, but he did not do well. Walk two pitches later, gl- one swing of Glaber Torres' bat. And we got a tie ball game. Uh, actually, a good outing from Domingo Herman. Uh, you know, gave two-run ball for I think five and a third, and then Lucas Luetki came in, gave gave some solid work as well. And then and Clay Holmes came in for the eighth, which was an interesting boon decision. I, I I get that they were they were down two nothing at that point, and he knew he needed to keep the game in check. But I think it should have been flipped. I think Wandy Peralta should have come in for the eighth and faced. I think Clay came in because it was the tougher part of the uh, of the lineup for the yeah. Mets, um, which I guess on face makes sense. But, like, I, I, I don't know. It, I probably still bring Wandy Peralta in in the eighth inning in a slightly less pressure scenario and Clay Holmes for the ninth. And, you know, you see what happens. But, of course, you know, Sterling Marte drops the single in there after uh, I think they had runners on the corners. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that was it. But, uh, you know, the Yankees, I guess we can – Take a break and talk about what the Yankees did right after the game.
1: I get, well. I, I I do want to ask one more thing. Since you're a resident New Yorker, how much hate is there between Yankees
2: and Mets fans? You see, there really isn't as much as you might think. Like there, there is like there is disdain, you know. But like Yankees fans hate like hate the Red Sox way more. But like they hate. Well, yeah, Yankees fans hate everything. That that that's the thing. As, as just, they
1: should, because. Okay, you want to know why I – well, it, most, most of the Alexa great – Alexa, play the,
2: evil empire.
1: <laughs> I mean, literally, like, the whole reason why I give you so much grief with the Yankees is the fact that we'll be sitting there, uh, we'll be sitting there, you know, I'll be sitting there, and uh, Ethan will be – we'll be, you know, just hanging out somewhere, and Ethan will sit there, he'll see the Yankees score, he'll go, oh, we lost, and you know, start cussing up a storm, and I'll be sitting there like, what is this? You're like, 29th loss? Hmm, that's funny. The Reds had their 29th loss on, hmm, I don't know, two and a half months ago? Oh, oh no. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's rich that you're sitting there complaining about that, normally to me. And then it's like, bro, I don't feel anything anymore when it comes to the Reds. Oh, no. Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll take a break, and then we will talk about what the Yankees did after the— after the— uh, game yesterday trade market is beginning to heat up we'll see what it looks like and we'll give it a hint for our trivia question of the day here on the sports fan presented by jnk contracting a game without a crowd
0: is just a scrimmage a performance without an audience is just a rehearsal without your presence high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Ohio. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hey, it's Randy. We'll update gas prices, talk NASCAR, and tell you about Mopar Heaven. Is there such a place? Find out. That's Autosmart's Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. You're listening to 970-W-A-T-H and the Sports Fan.
2: You hear that, Ethan?
1: I do. It's the winds of change.
2: Times are changing across Major League Baseball, Carl
1: yes they are and it starts out as normal with your New York Yankees what they do last
2: night yeah so about 20 it was it was lightning quick about, about, i think 20 minutes after the conclusion of the game yesterday where the Yankees of course lost 3 to 2 to the Mets they made their first foray into free agent or into the trade market by Acquiring outfielder Andrew Benintendi from the Kansas City Royals in exchange for minor leaguers, right-handed pitcher Chandler Chaplin, or Champlain, left-handed pitcher TJ Sikema, and right-handed pitcher Beck Way. So just to set the stage on that trade, in the Yankees' farm, uh, Champlain is an unranked prospect. All three of these guys are currently were in high A with the Yankees. Uh, T.J. Sikema was prospect number 21, and Beckway was prospect number 19 for the Yankees. So the Yankees do not give up any of the prized prospects that some Reds fans may want. I, I can give some good perspective on the Yankees' farm for maybe some Reds fans that are listening, and I the Yankees are very much in on Luis Castillo from what I have seen. Um, the Yankees are very much a player in the Luis Castillo sweepstakes. Um, but there are a few names that I will throw out there. Um, obviously, the big name in the, in the Yankees' farm is Anthony Volpe. I, I really want him. Who to will to not be a Cincinnati Red. I will tell you that right now. He will not be traded under any circumstances. The only circumstance where Anthony Volpe is not a Yankee in 2023, because he will probably be in AAA by the end of this year, is if Juan Soto trade happens, which honestly does not look likely as of right now for the Yankees, and especially with this Benintendi trade, um, it doesn't seem likely that they're going to go get Juan Soto. Apparently the Padres are actually the frontrunner for Soto. We'll talk a little bit more about Soto later on, but some other prospects that Reds fans may take an interest in. There is another shortstop in the Yankees' farm that the Reds may end up getting, and his name is Oswald Perez. He is currently in AAA, uh, he, he's playing pretty well, um, and he could be Major League ready um, by the end of this year, potentially. He he honestly is very close already to being Major League ready, um, and he's currently number two in the Yankees' farm. Um, he's a guy that definitely could be the shortstop of the future for the Reds if they were to bring him in, especially um, depending on what else they do. Uh, there's a couple other guys that I think that the Reds could look at. Uh, pitcher Ken Waldachuk, I believe he's right-handed. Uh, he's currently in Double A, and he's got, he's got really good numbers. Um, I think he's the Yankees number four. Uh, I'll pull up the full list, just so we can kind of go through it. I, I've been playing around
1: with uh, I'm not sure if anyone at home is uh, seeing this, but the baseballtradevalues.com, I've been playing around with that a little bit. Um let's look. They've got they have Castillo at 41. Point, um they have Castillo at 41.20. Uh I'm looking at what they have Volpe at uh 52.6. Uh that that's like uh you know trade value, total value like you know yep. between talent, money, everything like that, which for a bunch of these minor leaguers mm-hmm. doesn't really matter,
2: but I uh, mean uh, so the way I look at it right now is I do think that the Yankees are, if they are going to look to get Castillo, they're probably going to have to at, at, at minimum, right? And, and I'm talking about a Reds organization that has been fleeced in the past before. You, you of all people would know this, right? Yes. But I, I, I do think the Yankees have the prospects that the Reds would be interested in. Um, another guy that Reds fans would probably love to have, but another guy that's probably untouchable in a trade like this is Jason Dominguez, the Martian. Um one of the most highly touted international prospects we've ever seen. Um still young, uh killing it right now at high. A. He's slashing four seventeen in his first seven games. So not a shabby start for his life in high. A. I would expect to see him move up pretty soon. And I, I don't think I think we'll see him in the major leagues in the next two, maybe three years. Um, Austin Wells is the Yankees' fourth guy. He's a catcher, so I don't think the Reds would be too interested in him with with Stevenson already back we there.
1: Might, we might, because it seems like we're kind of looking to move Stevenson down to first base at, with how injury-prone he's
2: been. That is true. Um, there's Trey Sweeney, who's another shortstop. So I guess if maybe if the Reds look for maybe a, a, a package that's not centered around Oswald Perez, they could pick up Trey Sweeney. Um, he's a... Uh, Trey Sweeney's in low A right now. He's a little bit farther off. He's probably not going to be major league ready for another couple of years. Um, and then there are guys on the Yankees roster that the Reds may look to get in a potential trade.
1: All right. So how, how, about, how about this? Because the one thing with the Reds, this is something I don't see enough people talking about, is because obviously everyone's talking about last night being Castillo's probably last game pitching for the Reds, um, which it was a great game, and, I mean, it was a great moment at the end. Mm, him striking tail out, off. The mm, yeah. out the side. He struck out the side. He ran at a jam in the seventh inning, struck out the side, and uh, if his last moment as a Red is him on his knee doing a fist bump after striking out the side to get out of a jam in the seventh inning, then I'm okay with that. But here's the thing. And I don't see enough people talking about this. The Reds have another year of club control. Mm-hmm. If, if we don't, and this is something that's very important for the Yankees because the Yankees are a team. They have the prospects. Do they want Luis Castillo? This has been the prize pitcher of this uh, trade deadline, and this is somebody the Yankees seem to really, really want. Are you willing to overpay for him? And – how, how about this trade? This is a trade I put together with it and uh, with that tr- uh, baseballtradevalues.com. I'd like to see what you think of it. Uh, how about Dominguez, Pereza, and Gallo for Castillo?
2: It, Dominguez is not moving. I, I will tell you that right now. Dominguez and Volpe will not be Reds because Cashman... I mean it was a I've had my beef with him hanging on to prospects, but those are two guys. I think every other prospect is on the board, right? But those two. Folpe Folpe is dominating double A. He's gonna be in triple A probably in the next I wouldn't be surprised if he's in triple A before the end of the year, and then I think he'll make his Yankees debut in twenty twenty three. He is the shortstop of the future, it looks like. Just homered fourteenth home run already in double A. So he's obviously killing it. He will not be moved in this trade. Dominguez, you know, obviously he's probably he's been one of the most hyped prospects in years. You know, he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but I, I just can't see the Yankees giving him up with all the hype that he's had and all, you know, the things. I, I think that they would give up maybe a pitcher. I think the Reds would probably want a prospect pitcher back in that trade as opposed, I, I think Pereza Maybe another top-ten guy like Waldachuk I mentioned earlier. Um, or maybe Hayden Wasen- or Wesneski, um, who might, is another guy that might be major league ready pretty soon, who's in AAA right now. My thing is, how
1: much are you willing to pay for Castillo?
2: Because I think this is why there
1: has not been a Castillo trade yet. The Reds know they have the leverage in this situation. They know they have the leverage in this situation. We don't have to trade you anything. We can wait until the winter, We can wait until the winter meetings. We can wait until next trade deadline. We can wait for both of
2: those. Well, the Yankees are trying to win now. That's, exactly,
1: and that's my point. Are you willing
2: to Are you willing to give all away all the teams swarming around Luis Castillo? I mean, you you look at like the Dodgers, another team that are interested that could use some starting pitching help. Um, you know, there's there's other teams. You know, it, it, you know the Yankees are likely the front runners, but there are other teams circling, and then there are other starting pitchers. You talk about. Uh, Frankie Montas of the Oakland A's, a guy, another guy that the Yankees have on their radar that could also be moved if Castillo falls through. Um, you know, the Yankees, as I mentioned earlier, Michael King now out for the year with um, a dislocated elbow, um, which is such a shame, by the way. He was having a phenomenal year, Michael King. Um, but there, there, are, there are many questions to be asked of the pitching for the Yankees, and if you're the Reds, obviously you're looking for. I, I think I think you're you have the right setup in that trade. Is I think the Reds will look for two prospects plus a Yankee player. Whether it's Gallo, do the Reds try? I, I don't think the Yankees would be willing, but I do. The Reds try to get Glaber Torres. I, I don't think it would happen. I, it, uh, Glaber's not, been too good this year I'm for me. I'm not
1: entirely sure where Glaber would fit. I mean, obviously he's a great player, but I'm not entirely sure where he'd fit at the moment with this Reds team. And I'm not, I mean, obviously, I don't think the Yankees would move him. Uh, I think if we're going to get a, a current Yankees player, it's going to be Gallo. But I, I think and I think the reason why they haven't done it yet is that the Reds are sitting there and going, like, it, it's probably boiling down to the whole conversation we're having right now. The Reds want Dominguez, and the Yankees won't give him to him. And so the, the, that's why the deal isn't happening, because, you know, there's not enough stuff to where... The Reds can do that, and I, this is something that I'm really annoyed with on Twitter is I've seen so many takes on Twitter where everyone's sitting there and going, like, we got to get rid of – like, this, this trade deadline's a failure if we don't get rid of Castillo. Why? Why is it a failure? I, I, I don't understand that. We still have a year and a half of club control. If we don't get what we desire, why should, why should we give it up? Why should we give them up? I could see yeah, – I, I agree. I think we'll see him leave on Tuesday. I think Tuesday morning they get a deal put together. I think that's when that happens. But up until that point, I I I think it's going to be a midnight hour deal because the Reds are in a, stra- a position of strength. We're not going to we're not going to bite the we're not going to take any deal that we want. This isn't this isn't like uh the only way that I see them screwing this up is if they try to include Mike Moustakas in the deal. And I, I don't know what team... I, did, I, I don't I think what did team would do that. I did see
2: the Yankees... Well, not the Yankees. The Reds potentially also giving up Drury. Yeah, and, that, and is somebody, that, that could work, but the Yankees would need to obviously add a little bit more to the deal.
1: That, that is what I would like to see. like I, I The think, Yankees aren't going to take Moustakas. It's not going to oh, happen. no, absolutely. Okay, so if we threw... If we threw Drury into the deal, it, does that put Dominguez on the board?
2: I don't. Is, is Drury what it is what's his technical position? Is uh, it first baseman? Is it outfielder? Like I think he's a utility man. Like yeah. he can play. He's played third base. He's played
1: second base. He's played first base. He played outfield. He's so kind of he, like DJ
2: LeMahieu. He
1: can yeah. kind of play anywhere. And I mean, he's batting two eighty. He's batting well, and especially in the Mickey Mouse Park that is the Mickey Mouse right field that is Yankee <laughs> is Stadium. He, is he a lefty? <laughs>
2: Uh, either way i mean he could i mean it or- doesn't matter it's a it's a small it's a small ballpark, but i mean obviously the short porch benefits the lefties more but um, yeah
1: I, I think i think that if if we have that same deal we have, but we pro-drurian do you think do you think that they would be do you think that's something that cashman would take you see i might take
2: i might take that deal but brian cashman loves prospects right he i mean the yankees have done this before and it, it, it's fired back in their face with prospects like with davey garcia who we have not seen in the major league since 2020 i mean he he was a guy that the yankees could have easily given up in trades in the past and he, you know he's still toiling in the minor leagues he's made i think Three major league appearances and not none of them were particularly great. So, you know, it, for I mean, the thing with Dominguez is he's he's this physical freak, right? He's got all the intangibles. He's you know, go, he he will likely when he gets to the major leagues be a star, right? But that that may not be until 2024. That may not be until 2025. We don't know. He's still in high A, and yes, he's playing very well in high A, but like. The thing with baseball with prospects is that you don't know until, you know, you get the call. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with, with a guy like Volpe, you know, he's going to be ready in the next, probably the next year, right? Peraza might be ready before the end of this season, which is why I think the Reds could, will jump all over Oswald Perez because he's a guy who's, uh, he's stringing together multi-hit games left and right at triple A right now. He's proving that he could do it at the highest level pretty much. So, you know, I, I think Perez could be a good fit in Cincinnati. And then I think you throw in, you know, forget Drury for now. I think if you do Perez, um, a top 15 pitching prospect, and so Gallo. Waldechuk. Maybe Waldachuk. Maybe Waldachuk, maybe a lower guy, depending on, you know, what the, what the negotiations are. And Gallo for Castillo. I, I think that's a win for both sides. I think both sides come out of that deal happy.
1: We'll see. we'll see what happens with the Castillo deal, if it gets put together or not. Talking about a Castillo deal, that brings us back to our trivia question. Luis Castillo was acquired originally by the Reds in a trade with the Marlins back in 2017 when the Reds sent Dan Straley to Miami. Straley entered the league in the 2009 draft when the Oakland A's drafted him in the 24th round out of what university? Ethan, you have any guesses?
2: I'm just going to I'm going to say Vanderbilt. Just a just a, a prominent baseball program.
1: No, it's it's it is not Vanderbilt. If you think you know the answer, call in 740-592-6646 if you want to be crowned the trivia king or queen of Athens County Sports Trivia. Uh, I will give you I will give you a hint on this, listeners. I will give you a hint at the time of Straley being in college, this university was in Conference USA. So there is your hint for this. When we get back, we'll talk training camp as the training camp is coming up Up, It's football season, Carl. You've been, football waiting season. For, you've been waiting for this time for a long. We'll get you talking about it here after this break here on the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. Pool Masters of Athens has just what you need to keep your pool or spa up and running all season long. Head over
0: to 1015 East State Street in Athens, Ohio and see for yourself. Be sure to switch to pristine blue for a gentler touch on swimsuits, hair, and pool equipment. It doesn't have an odor and it's low maintenance which makes it so easy to use. Have the Pool Masters of Athens take care of your pool or spa so your family and friends can relax and enjoy all season long. 1015 East State Street in Athens, Ohio. As we head into summer, we have many special days to celebrate here at Work of Heart. Weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, Independence Day, picnics, and parties. You can find and make that special, unique gift using our two laser engravers. These laser engravers help you make a gift that will be treasured for a lifetime. If you are a cat or dog lover, we have towels, slippers, pants, socks, signs, and so much more that will help you treasure that special pet. If you have recently Lost a loved one, we have many new items, some lighted, that will help you commemorate and keep that loved one in a beautiful place in your heart. How about a seasonal flag for your porch or yard? We've got that, and rugs for your front door or inside the house. Our braided rugs are now on special at 20% off. We've got a great selection here at A Work of Heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia, and find us at aworkofheart.biz. Hey, it's Randy. We'll update gas prices, talk NASCAR, and tell you about Mopar Heaven. Is there such a place? Find out. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH.
1: Us back in to the W A T H studios here on the Sports Fan presented by J N K Contracting. Now the uh, now obviously training camp's getting started for the Bengals. It's getting started without Joe Shiesty though. Joe Burrow out with appendicitis,
2: uh, but it was things were still getting pretty feisty at the Bengals training camp. Oh yeah, um, Isaiah Prince. Uh, Bengals fans may not remember him all too fondly after. Um, his struggles last year at right tackle when uh, Riley Reef went down. Um, so him and then first year, seventh round pick, defensive end Jeffrey Gunter got into it at practice today. Um, another little scuffle, you know, the training camp scuffles, they'll happen. A um, few observations from today from the thoughts and, you know, the mind of guys like Dan Horde and Jay Morrison, guys who are, uh, you know, in the building watching the team every day. Um, the play that I think a lot of people are going to see is Jamar Chase is right back where he left off. And Eli Apple, right back where he left off in Super Bowl 56, uh, getting burnt. Um, Jamar Chase cooks him deep for a nice little 60-yard touchdown. Good throw from Brandon Allen as well. Um, but, yeah, that's the same old Jamar Chase where that Bengals fans should get used to seeing for a few years around here. Um, some other nice plays, Hayden Hurst. A guy a that's flown under a lot of people's radars. Um, played a, had a really nice catch on with Mike Hilton in coverage. Um, and then a, for, for Bengals fans that maybe aren't, you know, the most up to date on the team, maybe just follow kind of casually, you know, maybe just keep an eye on things here and there. A guy, a name I want you to remember is Cam Taylor Britt. Bengals second round pick this year. He's out of Nebraska um led the big 10 in pass breakups over the past two seasons with 18 um Ohio State fans may remember him he played very well against Ohio State and CJ Stroud in last season's game between Nebraska and Ohio State they should they
1: should have put him against Jackson Smith and
2: Njigma Jigma yeah. in that game because that was the game
1: that was the game JSN had like 14 catches
2: yeah that was that i mean he Britt was on Olave and Wilson most of the time. I mean, that just speaks to the depth of the Ohio State receiving core. But um, I believe Britt had a pass breakup in that game. He was very solid out there. Um, But, yeah, as you said, he cannot cover three wide receivers at once. But, again, for Bengals fans, a name to remember, CTB, Cam Taylor Britt, would not be surprised if he takes Eli Apple's job um, pretty early in the season. I would not be surprised. I mean, I I honestly, I am not a huge Eli Apple hater. Do not get me wrong. Like, I think he has been serviceable. I think he's honestly reinvented his career in Cincinnati. I think he was on his way to, you know, well on his way to being a complete bust. And, you know, I think last year in Cincinnati probably saved his, you know, football career. Um, And he played well enough to earn himself another contract, which is always, you know, nice to see for, you know, Pete the humans, the players. Um, But, yeah, Cam Taylor Britt. Will probably take his job sooner rather than later. I would not be surprised. Um, so, kind of zooming out on the uh, the whole NFL a little bit. Um, the big news coming out of training camp today, and something that you you just, you just hate to see, is um, some big injury news out of Tampa Bay. Center Ryan Jensen, who just signed a big money contract in free agency, goes down. Get the, the uh, saw the video of the play. It was just one of those classic knee roll-ups for a lineman, and it did not look good. Screaming in pain was carted off through his helmet, and the initial tests are not looking positive, according to NFL insiders Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. So not a good sign if you're Tampa Bay, you just signed one of the better centers in the league to a big money extension, and he goes down with an ACL tear on the second day of training camp. So not great news for Tampa Bay, but Browns fans will know very well that there's a very capable center sitting out there on the market right now by the name of J.C. Treader, and I would not be surprised if he's on the first flight to Tampa. Um, some news from Browns camp that I've been seeing some some little notes. Uh, there's a couple rookies making some splashes. Uh, you know, rookie David Bell out of Purdue, um, having a good camp so far. Of course, Deshaun Watson is practicing uh, with the team. Uh, the news. Uh, Judge Sue Robinson is probably the most hated woman in Cleveland right now as um, all of Cleveland waits with bated breath to see what Deshaun Watson's suspension will be. Uh, We won't speculate too much on that, but it uh, it is something that is going to happen soon and it will impact Cleveland's plans over the first few games of the season. Uh, a couple other notes baker mayfield struggling a little bit in panthers training camp um sam darnold threw five touchdowns and no interceptions in f- 7 on 7s yesterday baker no touchdowns one interception or this was today actually no touchdowns one interception for baker so not not ideal that was something
1: funny that i saw was uh the the first the first pass that
2: baker threw he threw it yeah, Browns. Browns fans will, um, you know, I honestly, I, as as somebody who's not a Browns fan, as most people listening m- may know, um, you know, I I think that Baker Baker went out on a on a little bit of a rough note, and you know, I think it's gonna be a heck of a game week one when the Panthers host the Browns. Uh, potential, most likely, Deshaun Watson lists Browns, um, and Baker Mayfield will likely. Who knows, but likely will be the starting quarterback for the Panthers, and he'll have a chance to get instant revenge against the Browns in Week 1.
1: All righty. That's the training camp roundup there with Ethan Sargent. And when we come back, we'll give you the sports trivia question answer, our surefire hot picks. And we got some breaking news coming out of the the Ohio softball team. We'll share it with you after the break here on The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting.
0: We've all got it, you know, that one crazy thing you've always wanted to do. That bucket list goal. Then a cancer diagnosis and that one thing still
2: goes according to plan.
0: No, I'm getting my first tattoo right now. <laughs> While my three beautiful daughters laugh hysterically at me. 58 years old, four years of cancer-free checkups at Ohio Health. Go ahead and get a picture, girls. You keep making plans.
2: Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans. Your
0: sports leaders in Athens County, 970 WATH and WXTQ Power 105. The flagship station of your Ohio Bobcats and the home of the Athens County Game of the Week. And on 970 WATH, Tune in for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Cincinnati Reds, Columbus Blue Jackets, Cincinnati Bengals, and all season long, Athens, Bulldog football, basketball, and baseball. Monday through Friday, tune in to the sports fans starting at 6.06 and stay up to date with local sports. Follow us on Twitter at W-A-T-H-W-X-T-Q sports From Bruiser Realty and Building, it's Larry Conrath, the only Larry Conrath in real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses, Conrath, he sells houses. farms, and acres reach for the only Larry Conrad in real estate please call five nine one three zero one five five nine one three zero one five. what was that number it's 5913015 Call the only Larry Conrad in real estate. 5913015. Oh, from concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects. Let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion.
2: And don't forget they accept all major credit cards.
0: They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on
1: 970-WATH. Breaking news out of the Ohio softball ranks as they have hired their new head coach. Obviously, uh, we had Kenzie Roark, who... uh, was not a uh, who stepped away from the game. That was announced a few weeks ago and now the new the new head coach for softball at Ohio is actually a familiar face. Jenna Hall. She played in Illinois uh was in actually in the Illinois Hall of Fame. Uh she had the all-time program leader in batting average at 357. He had 33 home runs and 142 RBIs. Also walked a lot. Uh, so very, very, very good. She was all region three times when she was at Illinois. And then after Illinois, she had a three-year playing career in the NPF uh, before she came to Ohio as an assistant coach in 2008 through 2010. Was the associate head coach for 2011 and 2012 before moving on to become an assistant coach at Ohio State. From 2013 through 2019, in the last three years, she's been at the University of Pittsburgh from 2019 on. But now, Jenna Hall, the new head coach of Ohio softball. Now it's time for our Surefire Hot Picks of the Day. Obviously, Ross went out on a very, very hot streak, winning his last seven games. And uh, we got big shoes to fill, especially me. I am on, uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. I will say the last time I did get one win, the last time I made a pick last week, unfortunately I picked two, but hey, I, I, I won one. There's a W on the board there. And tonight I'm going with uh, Seattle against Houston. I think Seattle covers this game. It's uh, one and a one-and-a-half line. The Mariners are underdogs. I think series. they cover.
2: It's a big series. That
1: is a big series. I think they cover. Plus one-and-a-half, Seattle, bucket. Ethan, over to you.
2: Yeah, I love the Seattle Mariners, by the way. Such an electric team. I mean, Jesse Winker. I mean, J. Julio Rodriguez. What a guy. Jesse Winker. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I. I mean, I think. I think this is. I mean, they started slow, but I mean, they went on that win streak, and I think this might be the year that Seattle finally makes a playoff for the first time, and I believe 21 years. I'm gonna stick to baseball as well. I am also gonna. St- no Austin FC. No Austin FC today, unfortunately. I want. I'm two for two on them. I checked, but they don't play today. Um, I am going to head to the West Coast. Um, the Dodgers are in Colorado today. Um, and I'm going to take the Dodgers minus one and a half. You know, they, they, they've, got, they've got Anderson on the mound, Tyler Anderson on the mound tonight. He's 10 and one. Uh, he has pitched very well this season, 87 strikeouts, 2.79 ERA. And the Dodgers, that high powered offense in, in Coors Field should be enough to have them cover tonight against the Rockies team that is really underwhelmed this year.
1: All righty. And finally, our sports fan trivia question of the day. Luis Castillo was acquired in a trade with the Marlins in 2017 when the Reds sent Dan Straley to Miami. Straley entered the league in the 2009 draft, excuse me, when the Oakland A's drafted him in the 24th round out of what university? I told you it was they were in Conference USA in 2008. Who was it? Do you have any clue? I don't know. Marshall. Marshall was the correct answer. should have gone. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's only two hours down the road. We're driving down there on Monday. Anyways, next show is August 4th. That's next Thursday. We're doing every Thursday show. I hope you join us then. But until then, I'm Carl Blaylock for Ethan Sargent. Good night from the WATH Studios.